well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I'm glad you joined us on the program today. As we uh, race into the final week, well, final weekend before Election Day, one last chance to uh, get out there, do some door knocking, uh, volunteer on the uh, campaign of your choice. If you're heading to the local range, make sure you're talking to your local, uh, uh, your fellow gun owners uh, and uh, encouraging them to get out and vote because this is going to be a critically uh, important election for our right to keep and bear arms. We've been talking about this for months. I mean, honestly, this is no hyperbole. The Biden-Harris campaign is the most anti-gun campaign in American political history. They are calling for the biggest ban on lawfully owned items since Prohibition 100 years ago. And uh, by the way, we know how well that turned out, right? Yeah. So we're going to talk about the election today. Stephen Williford is going to be with us here momentarily. Uh, Stephen, of course, the hero of Sutherland Springs, Texas, uh, the man who stopped uh, that attack at a uh, church in Sutherland Springs, uh, engaged that attacker as he was uh, coming out the uh, front door of that church, uh, along with a, another individual pursued that attacker, uh, making sure that he could not continue his rampage. And uh, Stephen Williford has a message for gun owners about the importance of this year's election and why he has gone from, well, you know what, I'm going to let Stephen tell you about his, I want to say political transformation, but where he was back in 2016 and where he is in 2020 uh, in terms of voting to protect your Second Amendment rights. Take a look and a listen. Mr. Williford, thank you so much, sir, for coming on the program. It's good talking with you, sir. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And, and and thank you for speaking up. Uh, you know, this is a crucial election for gun owners. Uh, and I know that you are lending your voice in support of the Second Amendment this election season. What What's your message uh, for gun owners out there who may be either on the fence or who uh, haven't yet voted and, and maybe aren't even planning on voting this election? Oh, I'm going to tell you this is the most important election. And we always say that, but this is, this one is indeed. Uh, the Biden campaign, they have, they've just outright admitted everything they want to do. Things like a $200 tax for each magazine over 10 rounds, you know, and the banning of, of future AR-15s and, and, uh, AK-47s and things like that. Uh, and Kamala Harris, in which make no mistake, if you elect Joe Biden, Kamala Harris will be president because he's not going to be able to, finish his term and stuff and she has said that she'll give congress 100 days to enact gun control and if they do not she'll do it with a, a stroke of a pen a executive order and i'm going to tell you that executive orders were never meant to be that and they have taken these things totally out of context and made them they don't have that power as president yeah if if she were to be president, it would be a disaster, not only for the Second Amendment, but for so many other issues also. Uh, I, listen, I'm right there with you. And you know, I'm deeply concerned about the prospect of uh, a Biden-Harris administration packing the Supreme Court full of anti-gun justices. We just had, just as Amy Coney Barrett uh, confirmed to the bench, that's great news for gun owners. But but that can all be undone. I mean, you got Democrats who are clamoring uh, to pack the court, maybe add four more justices so that 
they, they've got enough justices on the bench there that could overturn uh, any challenge to any Biden-Harris gun control law that would uphold that gun ban that you just talked about. And that would, you know, it, ensure that the courts are, are, are hostile uh, when it comes to our right to keep and bear arms. Well, see, and that's, that's just totally not what this country was meant to be. You know, this is, this is not the way you run a country where, where you can just executive order something and then turn around and pack the courts. The courts were meant to be, it's a, it's a balance of power, you know, it, or not even a balance of power. It is the, the Supreme Court is just to interpret the Constitution as it was written. And, and the Constitution is not like they like to say, Oh, it's a living, breathing document. No, it is written down plain and simple so anyone can understand it if you read the Constitution. And, and it says what it means and it means what it says altogether. And again, it, it isn't up for change or whatever. Uh, you know, when the Second Amendment was written, it was written about what the British tried to do to them. They tried to ban the brown bass uh, musket. And the brown bass musket was the, the greatest thing going at the time, i.e. the AR-15 of the time. And, and they were trying to, to keep the colonists from owning brown bass rifles so they would have a tactical advantage over the people. And, and the founding fathers were, were smart enough to know that and know that it, at some point that government would get out of hand. And the ultimate check and balance is we the people. It is a government for the people, by the people. And we are the people. They work for us. We do not work for them. And, and that's what the Second Amendment was all about and what it is still about today, no matter what they try to say. And just Joe Biden's answer, well, you could fight the government anyway. You'd need an F-15 to do that. We have F-15. So he himself has admitted, you know, we have this. See, he doesn't understand that pilot of that F-15. He has family. It's not us versus the government. We are the United States of America. The pilots, the, the, the army, the navy, the marine, coast guard. We are America. Absolutely. And, yeah, government of, for, and by the people. Yeah, and he doesn't have the right to use the military against the, the civilians. And he, he, he thinks that if he's president, he has the right and the ability to wield that power against civilians, and he does not. I hope and I pray that it never gets to that point in this nation again, and I know that you feel the same way. I, I'm I'm curious, Stephen. Uh, you know, Michael Bloomberg has uh, said not only does he want to elect Joe Biden president, but he has spent in tens of millions of dollars in states around the country trying to flip uh, state legislatures as well, and Texas is one of those uh, states that he's been targeting. Um, what What is your impression? Just you know, in in your little uh, spot of the woods there in Texas, in terms of the 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 motivation of gun owners, uh, are are they aware of the the threat uh, that is coming if if Democrats take control of the White House, the U.S. Senate, or even the Texas legislature? 
you know, I, and I'm not so sure that I know some gun owners know know that, but I'm not sure all of them do. And and my my thing is right now is, you know, I just got back from Pennsylvania trying to stump for Trump and trying to get conservatives in office and stuff. And and they were telling me that six hundred thousand gun owners in Pennsylvania failed to vote in the last presidential election. 600,000 in Pennsylvania. Now, I don't know what the numbers are here in Texas, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to tell you those complacent gun owners need to wake up. It is, it is time to wake up and take a stand, you know, and get out there and vote. It is your right. And not only your right, it is your duty as an American to vote. We can't let socialism happen. Well, what do they say that socialism is the one form of government you can vote into existence, but you have to shoot your way out? Let's not get into that. Let's not, let's not vote in socialism because then it's too late when you do. Look at Venezuela. They voted in so- socialism. They turned around and they picked up all the guns door to door and they picked up guns and stuff. And then they ran over their people with tanks. And everybody in, in Venezuela is now saying we should have never gave up our guns. Well, we have the opportunity to look at other countries and even recent other countries that have gone to socialism and what it's like. And, and there has never been a country that has succeeded in socialism and they thought, well, we, they just haven't tried it right. Hundreds of years have proven socialism does not work and will not work. Capitalism is the only way to go. Absolutely. Again, talking with uh, Stephen Williford uh, in Southern Springs, Texas. And Stephen, last question for you, sir. Uh, And and by the way, you know, I got to tell you, I live in Virginia and we've had our share of complacent gun owners, too. Uh, And last year, Democrats took control of the state house for the first time in 26 years. And the very first thing that they did uh, was start pushing gun control. And they got about a half dozen gun laws on the books that, uh, you know, are aimed directly at legal gun owners, not going after violent criminals, not not trying to crack down on, uh, you know, gun trafficking or things of that nature. They're going after law-abiding legal gun owners and imposing more restrictions on them. And so if you think, it, it, you know, good, we had a lot of gun owners in Virginia who said, oh, it can never happen here. We're safe. Uh, it's been, you know, almost three decades since the Democrats have been in charge. And we had a lot of gun owners who were asleep at the switch, and they they didn't show up at the polls. And we're reaping the consequences of that right now. So I, I would I, you know encourage every gun owner in Texas, don't sit this one out. Don't be complacent. If you think it can't happen in the Lone Star State, i got a lot of Virginia gun owners I can introduce you to. They didn't think it was happening here either. I was a keynote speaker at your gun rally last year where – and I would almost swear there was 100,000 people there. Yeah. And, and, you know, if there's that many gun owners out there protesting in the street, you know, and, and, and I understand a lot of them did go to the polls, but not all of them. Yeah. And they, you know, if you're going to protest in the street, try voting at the ballot first. You know, uh, Virginia let 33 seats go uncontested to mm-hmm. the Democrats. 33 seats. They could have got a bum off the street and said, here, Sign up. You're our candidate, or something. Give right. give the people someone to vote for. You know. Yeah. 
complacency is ridiculous. Absolutely. And right now, right now, today, I just have been bombarded with some, some apparently voter fraud stuff that's going on in Harris County around Houston, Houston area right now. Mm. They have, they have drugged people in from the Democratic Party to the FBI and in, and are now interviewing with them about voter fraud. And apparently there's a lot of stuff because Harris County is the key to Texas right now because Houston area is so big and everything. They think that they could get Harris County and, and we're, we're bombarded with this whole voter fraud and things that are going on. Yep, I know. And I and I hope that, you know, again, I don't want folks to get discouraged thinking, well, maybe my vote's going to get canceled out by fraud. Don't you can't think like that. You got to get out there and vote. And you know, I was there in uh, Richmond as well. Uh, I, I had a chance to uh, briefly talk with you while we were up there on the podium. Uh, and, and I remember uh, that day very well. And you're right. I mean, tens of thousands of people. It was a, it was a remarkable day. Uh, but as you say, we were we were there because we didn't do our job in the election. We did not. Uh, uh, elect a uh, pro-gun legislature. And so we were fighting for our rights in the streets. And I know, listen, I mean, if, if, if that's the way it comes down in Texas, I'll be right there with you in Austin if there's a, a pro-Second Amendment rally. But but that, you know, we should we should try to win on Election Day uh, rather than, you know, uh, uh, have to go on defense. Uh, we don't want to see we, that happen in Texas. We don't want to see that happen in any state around the country. Yeah, we have to make it. We have to make it overwhelming. Yeah, that all all the cheating that's going on doesn't matter because we overwhelmingly vote. Absolutely, we, we get out there and we make it happen. Uh, it's it's you know time for complacency is gone. You know uh, Benjamin Franklin when when they asked what have you given us, he says a, a republic if you can keep it, and and that's what he meant. They saw into the future. They knew that this complacency would start happening. They knew that that the people in charge would start to try to grab more and more power. And that is unacceptable. And he knew it. Our founding fathers knew it. And, and they gave us a republic. And Ronald Reagan himself said it best when he said, freedom. It's no more than one generation away from extinction. It wasn't passed down to us through our, our bloodstream, but it must be fought for and protected and handed down for the next generation to do the same. He said, never let it be known that in my sunset years, I would tell my grandchildren what it was like to live in a free nation. I'm going to say, do not let it be my generation that let freedom slip away and that we fall into socialism and communism and being ruled. Not my children. Not my children. Don't let my children be ruled over by tyrants and people that think that they just elitist. And right now, we've, we've got that problem. We, we have that problem where politicians... You know, with Hillary Clinton and, and everything that's going on with that, and none of it gets prosecuted. There, there, you know, it is a swamp right now, and it's on both sides. And it's time to take our country back 
and start voting and and being active. Get out there and run. You know, I I ran a campaign for county commissioner and I lost by fifty four votes. But at least I'm out there trying to make a difference. Absolutely. It's time for people to step up and start getting into this and start, you know, if you've got complaints about your politicians, replace them. That's the way to do it. Yes, sir. There's a way to do it. And then when you find a politician that's actually doing the things he says he was going to do, I didn't trust Donald Trump at first. I didn't trust what he said he was going to do. But he said he's going to do things like <clears throat> moving our embassy in Israel mm-hmm. to Jerusalem. He did it. Building the wall. He did it. Uh, renegotiating NAFTA. He did it. Everything that, and, and appointing conservative Supreme Court judges. He did it. Everything he said he was going to do in his campaign, he did. And, and I'm starting to trust him to do what he said he was going to do. And it's happening. There you and go. And I've changed my attitude about Donald Trump 100%. Now, I voted for Donald Trump in the last election. But I did it with an attitude because he was better than Hillary Clinton. Now I'm going to tell you I'm doing it with a good attitude. I'm voting. I voted for Donald Trump with a positive attitude because I believe what he is doing is right. Four years and ago, voting against Hillary Clinton, else, but this year voting for Donald Trump. I'm voting for Donald Trump instead of against Joe Biden. Biden. I am voting against Joe Biden, too, but I am voting with a good attitude for Donald Trump uh, because he has proved that he says he, he does what he says he's going to do. There and that's, go. that's rare in a politician. Indeed it is. Stephen Williford, listen, thank you, sir, for everything that you do. Uh, and I really appreciate you joining me on the show today. It's so good talking with you. And I hope that we get a chance to do this again very soon. I do need to say that I'm sponsored by Second Amendment Foundation at saf.org. Uh, please put that out there. Um, and I, I appreciate you asking me on your radio show it is always good talking with you and uh yes sir we appreciate it very much Stephen williford joining us here on bearing arms cam and company i appreciate uh, Stephen williford being with us on the program today and uh again appreciate everything that he's doing to help keep our segment right strong and secure uh we're going to be paying more attention on uh, monday we'll give you one last look at where we think things stand around the nation uh in terms of the election and uh, particularly with the vote of gun owners uh, but again, as I said at the beginning of this program, if you're out and about this weekend trying to find some ammo at the local gun store, if you're uh, maybe getting a chance to actually do a little shooting at a gun range, please be that annoying person just this once. I'll ask you to be annoying and ask folks, hey, you registered to vote? Hey, have you voted yet? Hey, do you know about Biden's gun control plan? Have you Have you seen it? Do you know what he wants to do? We can leave nothing on the table this election. The stakes are too high. With uh, Democrats again talking about packing the Supreme Court, putting uh, anti-gun justices in place. Uh, If they were to do that while maintaining control of the Senate and the House and the White House, uh, our Second Amendment rights 
as much as Joe Biden might claim to support them in whatever limited fashion, um, our Second Amendment rights would be undone. Every gun control law would be upheld by an anti-gun Supreme Court. Every challenge to those laws would be defeated. Uh, now, listen, I, I will say, if we do reach that nightmare scenario, we'll talk about the um, legal mechanisms that gun owners would still possess uh, to, uh, to challenge that usurpation of power. But we really don't want to be in that situation. We really don't. Again, just, just like Steve and I were talking about in uh, Richmond, Virginia, way back at the beginning of this year, seems like it was like three years ago, by the way, I was pleased to be among those speakers, along with Steve Williford, at the uh, Virginia Citizens Defense League Lobby Day rally at the Capitol. And I was amazed to see the tens of thousands of gun owners that joined me in Richmond that day. But it would have been far better had we not had to show up in defense of our liberties. It would have been far better had we all shown up at the polls and uh, kept the state legislature in the hands of people who understand and respect the Second Amendment as opposed to those who want to target legal gun owners. All right, let's turn our attention now to today's Armed Citizen story, our hero of the day, our uh, recidivist report. We will start there with a case out of Wisconsin. Former uh, Janesville, Wisconsin man sentenced to prison for a, a shooting back in 2018. Could have got 20 years behind bars. But instead, Dennis McNeil, I won't say he got a slap on the wrist, but uh, he definitely got a much lighter sentence than what he could have received. Uh, Dennis McNeil, 58 years old. He uh, shot um, several individuals back in 2018, in April of 2018. A woman named Lori Roche, who was McNeil's girlfriend, seriously injured uh, Roche's daughter and uh, seriously injured Lori Roche's brother, Stephen. Now, those who spoke up in Mr. McNeil's defense during his sentencing hearing portrayed him as a uh, loving father, grandfather, grandson of Lori Roche uh, said, he raised me. He's basically like my father. I really love him so much. He's just been there for me my whole life, and I really care about him a lot. And I understand that. But he still shot three people. Supporters blame his mental illness and maybe substance abuse for the uh, shooting. But that doesn't absolve him of the uh, crimes that he committed. Assistant District Attorney Gerald Urbick had argued for a 20-year prison sentence. McNeil's defense attorneys had argued for 15 years of probation. Judge in this case, Judge Barbara McCrory, said, uh, how about we do this? Four and a half years in prison, as opposed to 20. Two years of extended supervision, and then 15 years of probation. Now, he's already got about two years 
of sentence credit for time served. So the four and a half year prison sentence for shooting three people is now down to two and a half years with good time credits. McNeil could be released from prison less than a year and a half for shooting three people. Pled guilty to first-degree reckless injury as domestic abuse of aggravated battery causing great bodily harm, both with use of a dangerous weapon. Uh, he has undergone various mental health evaluations. Um, and the prosecutor said that he's worried without a clear established cause for McNeil's behavior. No one could be sure that he wouldn't do something like this again. McCrory said uh, if McNeil stayed on his medication and stayed off drugs, it would be, uh, quote, pretty big ifs for me to hang my hat on if she uh, only gave probation. Well, I'm not sure that a little more than a year behind prison is much better. But uh, that is the sentence that uh, Dennis McNeil received there in Wisconsin for shooting three people back in uh, April of 2018. On to our armed citizen story of the day from uh, Johnson City, Tennessee, where a uh, store clerk's husband stopped a robbery thanks to the uh, fact that he was legally armed. Uh, Happened at a a store called Scotchman in Johnson City, Tennessee. There has been an arrest uh, made in this case, according to the uh, Johnson City Press. 35-year-old Daquan Lamar Rushing of Ellenwood, Georgia, which is pretty far away from Johnson City, Tennessee, uh, he's been charged with aggravated robbery, aggravated, uh, excuse me, aggravated robbery, attempted aggravated robbery, three counts of aggravated assault, especially aggravated kidnapping, two counts of unlawful possession of a weapon by a convicted felon, as well as resisting arrests. According to the Johnson City Press, before the uh, incident at the, uh, the Scotchman business, police responded to Tri-City Wholesale Tobacco on report of an attempted robbery. In that incident, police said man demanded money from a clerk but left with nothing. Police said at some point, During the robbery, the uh, suspect fired a pistol inside the store. And then a a short time later, officers dispatched a report of a robbery at the Scotchman. Uh, In that incident, police say that uh, the clerk complied with the man's demands while being threatened with a firearm uh, and being controlled by the man. The clerk's husband, who is a concealed carry holder, intervened and shot the man two times in self-defense after the man pointed a gun at him. Witnesses uh, gave police a description of the man, which uh, matched the alleged robber from the first attempt. Canine unit located rushing nearby with two gunshot wounds. He refused officers' commands to surrender, so they uh, sent the canine in to help apprehend him. He was taken into custody, transported to a a local hospital. At last report, in serious but stable condition, the uh, husband of that store clerk not facing any charges because he was acting in defense of himself and his wife. And we'll see what uh, criminal consequences there are, if any, for the uh, attempted robbery suspect from Georgia. Finally today, our good deed of the day. An L.A. police officer in the right place at the right time, wasn't able to do the right thing when a uh, guy blew off his hand. Yeah, with a firework after the uh, Lakers won the NBA championship. I thought this might have been with the Dodgers, but no, this is this, this dates back uh, a, a, a little while um, as opposed to the World Series victory. But the Los Angeles Police Department just releasing 
uh, this video showing the moments of a uh, police officer helping to save a man who blew off his hand with a firework uh, earlier this month. The uh, man not publicly identified. The injuries first reported on October the 12th. Uh, as the uh, crowds grew outside of the Staples Center, devolved into looting, clashes with police officers. Uh, in the uh, video, the uh, Los Angeles Police Department says that uh, one of their officers, Christopher Gonzalez, uh, who's a uh, Army veteran, former Army Ranger, uh, had been, quote, prepared to face the violence and restore order. In the blink of an eye, this combat veteran became the guardian we train our officers to be. Uh, and in those hectic moments, Gonzalez is able to apply a tourniquet to the man's bloody stump uh, and uh, save that man from bleeding out. Got to say, as much as, uh, you know, you might be a fan of Los Angeles Lakers or the Dodgers or any other sports team for that matter, um, don't be an idiot when they win the championship. I mean, that's it. Don't be an idiot. You don't need to riot. You don't need to... Uh, Celebrating is fine, but um, acting like a moron still lead to injuries, as was the uh, case here in this uh, particular incident. Uh, Gonzalez stayed with the man until paramedics arrived. LAPD Chief Michael Moore said that uh, a dangerous explosive, uh, which he pointed out the likes of which had also been thrown at officers, uh, injured the man in the video and, quote, blew off most of his hands. Yeah. Well, and unfortunately, you know, we're seeing in Philadelphia over the past few days um, explosives being used to uh, try to blow up ATMs. Uh, and uh, federal officials investigating the uh, theft of several U-Hauls and several propane tanks from uh, the uh, U-Haul business there in Philadelphia. So the, uh, the violence that has been directed against uh, law enforcement as well as property uh, in many cities does not seem to be dissipating. Uh, and in fact, uh, with cases like this one there in Los Angeles and the um, continued reports out of Philadelphia, could be that uh, we're entering a more dangerous phase of the uh, unrest that has unfolded across city streets over the past few months. So stay safe this weekend. I right, we tell you that every day, but uh, just an extra reminder this weekend, but do get involved. Uh, do what you can to get out the vote in the last weekend before Election Day. And we'll be back on Monday with more of the latest Second Amendment news and information from all across the nation. But until then, be well, be safe, be free, and we'll see you soon with another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company.